Absolute Radio is where you can hear Prince, Mumford and Sons, and I will wait, I will wait for you, and the Killers. Can you read my Absolute Radio, where real music matters. Absolute Radio is the home of rock and roll football. Barclays Premier League football commentary every Saturday afternoon. Does that guitar riff sound a bit like the Crossroads theme? There's something there, isn't there? A little bit. I'm getting my new uh, Gibson... No, not my Gibson, what am I talking about? Whoa, 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 calm down. Epiphone Casino delivered tomorrow. Very excited. Very excited. It's a ridiculously expensive guitar that I can't afford, and I certainly can't justify paying that much money for a guitar that I can barely play. What an idiot! Looks nice, though. If I get bored later on and we run out of phone calls, remind me to say about when my phone was hacked. Oh, yeah, my phone was hacked. Yeah, yeah, I used to be somebody. Me and Kate Lawler, I'm sure we had our phones hacked. I'm sure of it. Ian Lee, Absolute Radio. Thank you, Ben Jones. Good work. Safe journey home and all that in it. Yeah, I'm enjoying saying kind of cliche radio stuff and then pushing the fader up. Like this. Uh, we actually have uh, stuff in the show this evening. Uh, Rob Benet and uh, his American lady uh, sex friend uh, will be coming on at about half past 11 uh, and telling us how their sex life is going. We put them together on the show and we're going to find out what the latest is. Um, also, I went round to a listener's house a couple of weeks ago. It was bonkers! Uh, we'll play the audio of that. I warn you now, it was recorded on my phone, so it's not the greatest in the world, but it, it'll do. Uh, tomorrow's show, very exciting. Tomorrow's show, ten past eleven, we have a, 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 a legend of radio coming on. So Tommy Boyd will be on the show, dear listener. Very exciting, very exciting. That's tomorrow. Tonight... We were supposed to have uh, Izzy Sooty come on, who is, is brilliant. If a little bit dappy, I'll be honest. She turned up this morning at 11 o'clock, trying to get on the show. Um, Izzy, that's, that's not how we roll here. But she's coming on in a couple of weeks, I think, which is, which is, is good for us. And it means we can cram in all these other bits and pieces we've got. Tonight, I am in quite an arsy mood, partly because it's so humid. I don't mind the heat, not mad on it. But the humidity, it's, it's just sweaty, kind of dirty, a bit smelly. I'll be honest, yes, I'm a little bit smelly. And it's been hard to do. I had a lot of work to do today. By three o'clock, I had done nothing, right, apart from tidy the spare room and catalogue four of my monkey's bootlegs. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I've got the biggest bootleg collection in the country of, of monkey stuff, I think. And I'm uploading them to my hard drive and cataloguing them and yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, by the way, Thursday. We'll do the bootleg special on Thursday. If you're a fan or you're a, a hater of bootlegs and live recordings and all of those kind of things, Thursday night we're going to be talking about that. But so by three o'clock, that's all I'd done. And I went and had a doze for an hour. And so literally done nothing all day. And it's just left me with... Uh, I've got a massive cob on. I, I, I just you want to argue. I went and saw Barry from Watford do a show at the Phoenix. Got to see my friend McSpen, who I've not seen for years. And Barry, <coughs> excuse me, Barry got me angry because he was swearing too much. Did a joke that I think was mine. I think it may have been my joke. A bit disappointed about that. So I've just, 
I've got a cob on, but I've got nothing really. I don't particularly... If you want to talk about the news of the world, you can. I don't particularly want to, because it's been done to death. By the way, talk about good radio, really good radio. And you're never supposed to recommend other people's podcasts for different radio stations, but download Victoria Derbyshire today from Five Live. About half an hour into it, Hugh Grant. Fantastic. Fantastic. I emailed her to congratulate her. She won't get back. No, no. My respect for Hugh Grant went up immeasurably today when he was having a go at one of those scummy News of the World journalists. Absolute bum I was there. Someone very close to me was ripped off by the News of the World, not in, like, a, a kiss-and-tell scandal or anything like that. Just ripped off... Oh, dearie me. Anyway, we won't go into that. Stitched up. Anyway, we can talk about that if you want. I don't particularly want to, but if you want to, that's fine. But it's just left me kind of feeling angry with the world. I'm angry with the world, okay? And I've got nothing specifically to vent my anger about. I can't come on here and say, do you know what, this thing today has made me angry because it's so many little tiny things that don't really concern me. They do a bit because I'm a citizen and, you know, but... (sighs) So I thought today, the way uh, we could... And I'm sure you're feeling the same. You must be feeling the same. I'm seeing more and more revelations come out about this stuff. So I'm sure you're feeling the same. So I thought we could do this. You could phone me up tonight, 0330 123 1215, and you and I will have an argument. Okay? And it can be about anything you want. You set the topic, and I will argue the contrary position. Even if it's not a position I necessarily believe in, I will argue that position. And I will beat you in that argument. Now, it's not me being arrogant, okay? I'm just very, very good at arguing. Very good. Better than you. Someone tweeted me saying, Oh, what if I uh, phoned in to say that racism wasn't good? You'd have to argue it was good. I could probably put forward that argument and beat you. I know. It's not what I believe in. Of course it's not what I believe in. I don't even need to say that. But that's how good I am at arguing. Do you fancy a bit of sport tonight? Bit of fun? 033-123-1215 is the telephone number. If you think you're hard enough, I mean, I will understand if we don't get many calls tonight because I would imagine a lot of you are sitting at home quaking in your boots um, at the thought of coming on air and arguing with me. Someone tweeted me, uh, Ben is lost, said, To be fair, Ian, the main reason you're good at arguing is because you have the button to cut people off whenever you want. Well, I do have that button, but I don't... I don't use it... Unless someone is being very, very sweary, and I will let a couple slip by, but issue warnings. And if they do not heed those warnings, then um, they will get cut off. Or if they're incredibly libelous, even vaguely libelous, then I will cut them off. But apart from that, Ben, I won't. They can stay on as long as they want. Be fun, wouldn't it? You up for that? Of course you are. I only want intelligent people to call in. I don't want any idiots, idiots to call in. Okay, I want intelligent people to call in and argue with me. 0330-123-1215. Very, very simple. That's what we're going to do tonight. Speaking of uh, intelligent people, Vinny, did you not just hear what I just said? What's that? I only want intelligent people to call in this evening. Okay, so why is that? Because I want to have good arguments. I don't want to have rubbish arguments with idiots. Is there arguments about anything? Yeah, argument. Have you been drinking, Vinny? No. Smoking? 
shooting up? No. Snorting? Yeah. Okay, well, just because you're sounding a little bit slurred. Okay, well, what, what arguments about anything, Vinny? Within the realms of taste and decency, just. Okay, I want to argue about did man already land on the moon? Okay, similar to the argument that they would have had on Talk Sport earlier on today, yeah? On the Drive Time Show on Talk Sport, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, you want to have a similar argument to the argument that they had on Talk Sport. The argument which um, you texted me. Yeah. And uh, said, let me just uh, get these texts so I can read exactly what you said. Hang on one second, just getting the phone, because you got um, uh, very, very excited, didn't you, that they were, were talking about it. So this is what Vinny said, OK? You should, li- <coughs> Excuse me. you should listen to Drive Time on TalkSport. They will talk about if the moon landing really happened. I replied, call in. I will try, but listening, you arguing with this bloke will be a dream come true. I will try, this is from Vinny, but listening you arguing with this bloke yes, will be a dream text. come true. It's they speak... It's text-speak. It's not, it's idiot-speak. They <laughs> sp- they speaking oh. about it now. If you can, call in now. <laughs> yeah, um, I was trying to... So what, it, what, your dream, Vinny, let's get this right, your dream is no, to hear me arguing with another man about <laughs> space. Yeah? yeah? That's your dream. That's your fantasy. No, no, no. That's your sexual fantasy, no, no. is to hear me arguing with another man about space. No, did I say sexual fantasy? I, I was... I'm that. presuming, Vinny. I'm presuming. No, but it's not. But it's not. Okay. OK, so you would have got... Let's just clear this up. You would have got no sexual pleasure from me arguing with a man about um, what happened in 1969? No. OK, that's good. I'm sorry. Well, it was. Actually, I was trying to compliment you. I know you're good at arguments. OK. And I was hoping yeah. you could uh, argue with this bloke uh, that you actual, actually man did land on the moon. Well, what do you think? Did they land or didn't they land? Yes, they did. OK, why do you say that? Uh, what about you? What do you think? Well, I, if you're saying they do, then I said, of course they didn't. It's ridiculous. OK, then. What All evidence right, do we have that they landed on, on the moon? Uh, those pictures. Yeah, well, those really blurry, um, out-of-focus pictures... Um, that are quite poor quality yeah, and don't show anything. Could be in a film studio. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That, that's in space. I mean, how good do you want it? Well, I'd like it quite good, if I'm honest, uh, Vinny. Yeah, but the thing is, it's going to be very hard to, to, to get good pictures okay. from space. They had invented a machine that would fly to the moon. Mm-hmm. They could have done something quite decent... With the camera. Also, the pictures don't make sense, do they? You know that, don't you? You know that there is a light shining where a light should not be shining in the reflection of one of the masks, one of the um, the, the, the visors. Yeah, it's probably from the light from the, I don't know, rocket or something. It's from the light. Well, the rocket's behind them, so um, that's not uh, not a good argument. I don't know. Uh, okay. Uh, there are no stars in the photo either, Vinny. Yeah, no the stars pictures, in the photo, but, and they're on the, the moon. The pictures are quite blurry, so uh, we don't, you can't see probably the stars because it's blurry. Yeah. You know that um, the shadows are inconsistent with each other? Oh, how do you mean? Well, um, the shadows are, uh, are not all going in the same direction that they should be going in. This would imply that there are kind of d- different light sources, a.k.a. studio lights. 
I'm not BSing. These are facts. These are facts. Vinny, the thing is, what you've done is you've called me up trying to catch me out on something I actually know quite a lot about because I've researched this. Okay, so you think a man uh, didn't land on the moon then? For the sake of this argument, I don't believe that man landed on the moon, no. Is it because I'm arguing with you if it was someone else? Uh, would you say the same thing? If someone were to call up and say that they didn't think man landed on the moon, I could convince them that they had, yeah. yeah. That's how, that, Vinny, is yeah. how good I am. Okay. Is that right, it? Then. Is that it? So why are you uh, doing this topic? What, man landing on the moon? I'm not. No, no, about arguing. Did you not listen to the first five minutes of the show? No. I would suggest you get the podcast and listen and it will explain it all to you. I would explain to it to me again. Because <coughs> it's hot, it's humid, um, I've got a cob on and I'm angry, but I'm not angry about anything specific. So I thought yeah. I'd use that anger to uh, have a little bit of sport and have arguments with idiots like you. I'm, I'm hoping that yeah, the standard... I'm hoping that the standard improves considerably over the next hour and uh, three quarters. It's not because I sent you a text about arguing that gave you the idea. Um, no, do you want to know... OK, do you want to know where I got the idea from? Oh, yeah. OK, we've got Tommy Boyd coming on the show tomorrow. He uh, famously did something very similar, which I copied about five years ago, I think, on LBC, um, and so I'm digging up an old topic that I did before. So you're quite lazy, then? I would say that I'm uh, very yeah, so active. You, so, number one, you nick other people's topics, and number two, you, uh, you do it more than once. Uh, well, I did use this topic five years ago. Yes, I can't deny that. And when I say, when you say nick other people's topics, uh, Tommy Boyd has done something similar. I have taken it and done what all good uh, innovators and inventors do, is I have improved on it considerably. Which one's that, then? Sorry? Which uh, thing is that, then? You talk from uh, Tommy Boyd, or this oh, argument Jesus thing. Christ. Vinny, I, I think it's probably best if you went now, mate. No. Yes. You say I love you, boy. He thinks it is. His Huggies newborn nappies are designed to stop leaks. So we voted them best nappy in the Mother and Baby Awards, didn't we? Now he's wondering if he should go now or wait until we're just about to go out. Thanks, Jack. We're sure you'll love Huggies as much as the mums from Mother and Baby. And if not, we'll give you your money back. Conditions apply at Huggies Club Online. Huggies, voted best nappy by mums and babies. I forgot to say hello to Eloise. How rude of me. Hello, Eloise. Hiya. You're right. Hiya. You're becoming more northern each day. How are you doing that? <laughs> Don't know. Okay. You, uh, you, are you in a bit of a mood today as well with this heat, the humidity? No, it's just a bit really busy on the phone. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Is that my fault? No. Okay. It's good. a good thing. <laughs> uh, I tell you what we'll do. We'll take one more call. We'll speak to Simon Hood and then we'll play a record and then we'll speak to uh, Rob and his American lady friend and see how the sex is going there. Simon Hood! Hello. Hello, Simon Hood. What can I do for thee? What? Well, um, I have a bit of an issue. Yeah. Uh, I mean, my beard's going grey and I haven't even got a beard, for example. Uh, yeah. But that's not the one I want to argue about. Yeah. Um, every day, I, uh, I, I walk along to our local village and feed the ducks. Yes. You're not supposed to feed them bread, you know that, don't you? I, actually, that's one of the things I was going to talk about. Yeah. I, uh, I go to the local pet shop and buy some little pellets and they love them. Yep, they love the pellets. Um, giving, them, apparently, giving them bread is like, giving, is like eating a bag of chips every day. And all so uh, the bread sinks and it actually rots and then it makes the water green. Oh, okay. um, 
but that's not what I want to talk about. Mm. Um, today, I went there, and there were two um, package packets of bread, yeah. or empty bread packets just floating in the water where oh. someone had just chucked them in. Yeah. And there's a bin right that, right by the pond as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously, someone's gone to the effort to go and feed the ducks, because yep. they like ducks, yep. you know, they took their children along, and they've just thrown or dumped the rubbish you know, for the ducks to either get in and drown or... Good for them. ...cause an injury. Good for them. Well how, done. how can they justify it? How can you justify someone doing that? Well, it's giving... Do you know how boring it is, being a duck? Imagine, you're on, you're on a pond in a crappy little park near Basingstoke, right? All in, day... Actually, well, well let me just jump in there. In this crappy pond, as you call it, there's actually a couple of terrapins. <clears throat> and vicious, um, every, vicious day, buggers. every day there's a heron that visits as well, so yeah. it can't be that boring. Terrapins are vicious buggers. They bite. So it's if... quite exciting for the ducks, then. Well, exactly. It gives them a bit of a challenge. Right. But, what but about by... the bread packaging, then? Well, I'm, I'm going to get to it, Simon Hood, if you'll, if you'll take a step back. The bread packaging makes it a bit more exciting, a bit more of an obstacle course. It's a challenge. It's survival of the fittest. Uh, it, it's Darwinism uh, at its greatest. Some ducks... Maybe killed by that packaging. Tough, isn't it? They're not strong enough. They're not fit enough. So if I was to, um, I was to go out tomorrow and yep. set up a giant, say I created a giant carrier bag with no holes in, yep. and a little kid wandered into it and died, yep. I would get arrested and put into prison. But why would you... So that's it? an assault course, isn't it, for, for adults and for human pu- humans. But humans have assault courses. They're called playgrounds, and they are the most fun you could ever have. Go and play in a playground. And what would happen if a kid died in a playground? What would happen to the headmaster of that school? Well, who says the playground's in a school? Well, what would happen to whoever was in charge of that place? Well, I'm sure they... They would get, they would get into trouble, so why shouldn't this person get into trouble? Why is it OK for them just to throw in a carrier bag into a pond? Because they're only ducks, Simon. They're not children. Only ducks. They're only ducks. Ducks don't... We, there, are, there are millions of ducks. We don't, there are too many ducks in that, this country. They're, they're, the government are looking at ways... And I was reading about this the other day. The government are looking at ways to reduce the population of uh, badgers, of weasels, and of... ducks, Simon. So, so maybe we... this was a government inspector coming up with a sneaky plan to see if, by dropping two empty bread packets in a pond in Basingstoke that it might be able to act as a, a way of culling the over-inflated duck population. And do you know if there was, uh, if they got rid of these ducks, yeah. the amount of old people, they would, they would die because they, they are seen them often, their only walk a day is to that duck pond and back. They so st- they wouldn't bother with that walk anymore because the ducks weren't there. They could go and look and at then the-, the care fees would go up and all our taxes would go up as well. They could go and look at the terrapins. Well, the terrapins could die as well in the carrier bag. The terrapin wouldn't die in a carrier bag. Terrapin, uh, can, terrapin can die, in a, can survive in a carrier bag. I don't know if it could. Uh, well, the, now, I actually uh, remember watching the Turtles uh, episode where one of them got caught in a, like yeah. a, a the giant bag. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was not a documentary. It was an animated cartoon series for kids. But they had swords and they couldn't even get out. OK. Thanks for calling, Simon. OK, thanks for losing the argument. Uh, well, in what way... Sorry... Sorry, Simon. In what way did I lose the argument? I didn't start going off into a fantasy world talking about a cartoon series from the 1980s. You and that justify, was the best. And that was and that, was. and that was the best that you could do when you knew you were losing the argument. You had to make up fake government statistics about Colin Ducks. Uh, actually, they're not fake, Simon. If you'd like to look at them on what I like to call the internet, aka the World Wide Web, you'll see that that's a true fact. I've also put on the internet that I'm a millionaire and I'm not. 
Okay. So is that true, because that's on the internet? Yeah, sure, why not? Well, there you go. You just lost the argument. But, but, but how... I don't, so I mean, the thing is, I've, I won the argument about five minutes ago. You haven't because... justified the ducks. But you keep talking complete and utter bullshit. You haven't justified the ducks. Can you watch your language? You're on absolute radio. In what, what, do you, what do you mean I haven't justified the ducks? That doesn't even make sense. What do you, how do you want me to justify the ducks? You, you're meant to justify why it's OK for people to throw in carrier bags. OK, so just, Simon, now you're confusing me. Do you want me to justify the ducks if you just said three times or justify the carrier bags? Justify the carrier bags. It uh, adds excitement and danger to the ducks. Uh, your argument about children dying in playgrounds is completely irrelevant. These are only ducks. They can't even think properly. They have no intelligence. We don't need them. They serve no purpose. They're well, they do, because... They're ad- Simon, they, Simon, they, Simon. No, they eat mosquitoes, and they, if they didn't eat mosquitoes, there'd be even more mosquitoes. If you're literally going to keep uh, plucking things out of your arse, Simon, then I'm, I'm not. I'm gonna, true. Then I'm, they do. I'm gonna, I am going to have to say goodnight. They lava, which floats on the top of ponds. Okay. And and do you want to mention? Do you want to mention the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles again, Simon? I was just bringing up the fact that terrapins could die in a carrier bag, and you're saying they can't. Well, what proof? How did you get what? that from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that terrapins can die in a? How did you? Uh, how? Can no, you... just answer that question. Answer that one question. How did you get that from that cartoon? I was comparing the two. Okay. Did did the um, character actually die in the bag? What you're doing now... No, Simon, uh, let's focus. You've brought this up as evidence. Let's examine the evidence. I, did I, the character... I, did, just focus on this for a minute. Did the character die in the plastic bag? He got saved. OK. And what was it that was in the plastic bag? Uh, well, a turtle. OK, so it wasn't a... Sorry, it wasn't a terrapin then. Sorry, because I thought you were talking about terrapins. We were, yeah. And it was a turtle. Simon? Thank you very much. This is fun, isn't it? Excellent work, Simon. I enjoyed that a lot. It's like a workout for the brain, isn't it? Thank you, Simon. Good work. Uh, We'll speak to Rob and his American friend after this. White lips, pale face, beautiful angels to die. It's going to be fun tonight. We're going to have arguments. It's going to be fun. Um, We've got Ross, we've got Rowan uh, queued up. If you want to have an argument, I will take the contrary position. Uh, to you, even if I don't believe it, I will do it, and I will have a good argument. I'm having people complaining because I, I dropped the S bomb. Come on, kids! But if you're offended, I sincerely apologise. It's never uh, our intention to offend. Now, uh, a few weeks ago, maybe even a couple of months ago, now um, we uh, we we had a, an email from Yvette, who lives in the United States of Houston. Um, and how long ago was it, Eloise, that this kicked off? Probably about two months ago. Two months ago. Jeez, man, time is going. Uh, and she um, is deluded and insane, possibly a drug addict. I don't know, because she's got the hots for Rob Bernay, who is an irritating uh, uh, person. Strawberry blonde. Possibly. Strawberry blonde, yes, thank you. Uh, who calls the show. So Yvette emailed in and said, oh, yeah, this Rob guy sounds, you know, really hot and stuff. And we got Yvette to send us some pictures. And she's a fox. She's hot potatoes. Uh, we put them in touch, and we believe that for the last few weeks they've been having cyber sex. Let's say hello to Yvette in Houston. Hello, Yvette. Hola, hello. How are you, Mr. Ian Lee? I'm very, very well. How are you, you mad? Are you a drug addict, by the way? No, no, no. No, no sir. OK, thank you very much. <laughs> and we have a strawberry blonde, uh, Mr. Lover Lover. He's putting on a bit of weight, but mm, he reckons it suits him. Oh. It's Rob Bonet. Yay! I love your eye. I'm fine, Hi, thanks. Hi, Rob. Hi, Yvette. You're right, babe. Now, so, uh, Yvette, let's go to you first. Because babe. Your, 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 yes. Babe. Got, your got accent off, is slightly off. less irritating than his. How <laughs> how often are you in contact with each other, Yvette? 
with like maybe four to five times a week. Wow. wow. That's more than I speak to my wife. Yeah. <laughs> and how does this contact take place? Is it emails? Is it texts? Is it um, uh, phone sex? It's email and through uh, the Facebook. That's that's about it. Okay. Have you not done any like Skype video to video? Not yet. No, I think he's scared. I'm not. Oh, uh, he, he said that two I've weeks had ago. A traumatic month, so. uh, yeah, are we okay? But but you know, Yvette, just imagine how exciting it would be to see Rob Bernays nuts. <laughs> no, he's ginger. <laughs> <laughs> Robbery blonde. <laughs> and, and Rob, you must be wondering what Yvette's boobs look like um, unclothed. <laughs> yeah, every, every night. Every night. Well, oh, yeah, there you go. Well, I've seen those I draw pictures. So, how, Rob, how would you say it, it, it's going? It's nice that you talk four or five it's, times a week. That's lovely. We've learned, we've learned a lot about each other, and Yvette yes. is very interesting, and she's got a lot of stuff going off in her life, including mentals after her. Oh, well, mental people after oh, you? Oh, yes. Because of this yes. show? Not discuss it, obviously. <clears> oh, really? Uh, wow. But okay. Controversial. We've exchanged some more photos, and yes. Yvette is cuter than I thought she was the first time. So you know, it's really good. Rob, have you sent her any photos that you took in the last sort of six weeks or something? She because... has seen them, and she said that I quote, "I look good." Okay. Yeah, he looks he looks good, but I feel that maybe he's doing it. Uh, he's used old photos. Surely you can see the ones on his Facebook page. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Uh, Rob, uh, Yvette, Rob, when is are, are you going to meet up at any point? Is, are you going to you know? That's, I have news. I have news for Rob. I told him I was going to give him the news on air. <gasps> yeah, this is going to be. You're dumped. You're dumped. Oh. No, 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 no! Oh. Of course not. Oh my God. <laughs> no, the good face, news please. is that <laughs> yeah, sorry. in your face. Please. No, no, I'm coming to England in October. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Rob, maybe you should tell her you're married now and <laughs> just get it out of the way. You're coming. I'm what, going to... Why? Whereabouts are you going, and what are you coming over for? I'm going to Wakefield to visit a family, but um, but I can make a stop into where does he live? Sheffield. Wakefield's yeah, near, near, near Sheffield. Yeah. Wakefield's nearish, isn't it? They're, they're both up north, aren't they? About thirty miles from where I live. Oh, that's not for no distance at all. <laughs> he drives down it's to London just for the Ooh, show, so he'll drive, drive to you. <laughs> so uh, it, I'm stopping by. Are, are, are you gonna you're gonna meet up in October? This is awesome. Yay! Yes. And if, if he doesn't think I'm crazy for doing it, but I'll I was going to do it for family. It's a little bit. It's a little bit crazy. What? <laughs> well, no, but it, you know, in a way that it, it's, it's crazy in the way that I'm glad it's happening nowhere near me. Will you oh, still be on air? Oh. Then? I will be on air in October. So if, if you want to come down to London, both of you, for a romantic weekend, then you're more than welcome to come oh. into the studio. You're definitely <laughs> welcome. Yes, of course. Uh, Ian, it's not one of those weekends. Oh. Yeah. Now, Rob, you, you told me that you'd um, written a poem for Yvette. I wrote a poem. Yvette, I wrote you a poem. Really? Oh, yeah. that's sweet. Just threw <laughs> it together. I've not been working on it all day. Oh, um, that's not... Okay, you know. that's worth it. Yvette, you are a smasher. You are cute and funny <laughs> and kind. You have a lovely behind. You're a prize, the ultimate topping... I'd like to take your body popping or bra shopping. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Rob, that was what I, I thought that was. Expect that. I didn't expect that. That was October. good. So, um, are you definitely going to meet well, up in October? Yes. Yes, in October for sure. Okay, fantastic. I'm, I'm virtually back at home now, so I can get the Skype in and we can talk and you know 
get, wave to each other. Get the sky. Rob, Rob can suck his finger, and Yvette, you can suck on a cucumber. And uh, <laughs> uh, uh, what, do you call, what do you call cucumbers in America? Um, zucchinis. Zucchinis. Zucchini. No, that's a no, that's courgette. Different. Oh, really? What's... Oh, okay. Yeah, Ian. You said... OK. Well, Yvette and Rob, lovely to talk to one of you. Kisses across yes, the Atlantic. And uh, let us know how things go. I will we'll do. We'll speak, yes, I will. We'll speak to you in two or three weeks again. Ta-ta! Bye. Bye-bye. I feel, I feel so sorry for her. I really <laughs> feel sorry for her. She comes back for more four times a week. Unbelievable. And best of all, we're here on Hamimat Beach. Which is fantastic. Discover the real Tunisia at cometotunisia.co.uk. We hope to see you soon. Ian Lee on Absolute Radio. We we seem to have a lot of campaigns and things going on, and a lot of threads running through uh, the show, which is good. Uh, And one of them is uh, our friend Jonathan in Cambridge. Hello, Jonathan. Hello, Ian. Hi. Uh, very quickly, let's just remind everybody that you uh, live in Cambridge, you're shy, you have no friends, and uh, <sighs> I'm, I, I'm being harsh, but it's true, isn't it? Yeah, it's true, but that's the point of this. And you are, um, you've invented a thing called Cheer Up Sunday. You did it the first time on Sunday, it was a disappointment. So we are doing yeah. another one this Sunday, and you're going to be meeting somewhere in a park, and you want loads of people to come and say hello, and you'll buy them a, a drink. Yes, that's essentially it. It's me in a park. But there's an amendment yesterday. Okay. We're not at Parker's Peace anymore. We're at Christ's Peace. Christ's Peace. So, okay. Now, so uh, this is in Cambridge. And this, is this a well-known place? Will people be able to find it? Yeah, it's well-known. I mean, the, on the Facebook page, if you don't like the show on Facebook already, I don't know why not, but you should. And yes. uh, there's a Google map on there. Yep. Um, and it's a fairly well-known park. This is actually a much nicer park. In my why opinion. Why did bench. you change the location? What, what What's, what's <clears throat> going on? Do you think it was the because previous location that ruined everything for you? Inconveniently, there's going to be um, some sort of festival at Parker's Peace. Jesus. Which I realised yesterday. Oh, idiots. <laughs> uh, idiots. <laughs> I should have put the phone down. OK, so give us the time and location again. I, and we're going to plug this every... I, I plugged it on Twitter as well today. Uh, thank you for sending me yeah, that, sure. that email. So I'm, I, I'm going to do that a, a, a few more times. Um, we're pushing it on Facebook. And I think people are going to turn up this time. I really do too. I'm really excited. This is going to be great. I'm, but, really, I'm really hopeful. People are time. saying they're going to turn up. And I'm, I'm pretty confident there'll be someone there. So <laughs> just give us the time and the, the location and everything again. Sure. It's 5pm yep. at Christ's Pieces in Cambridge. Yep. Uh, the pictures are all on Facebook of where we're going to be, the, mm. the bench we're locating at, and the how, move around. But... How long are you going to be waiting there for? I'm going to be waiting there until seven this time. Okay. Um, uh, okay. But it depends on who's coming. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I'm not. <laughs> if everyone's gathered, I'm not just going to suddenly take off and be like, "Oh, bye, yeah. guys. Okay. See you later." And but supposing you, but supposing like there were loads of people there, right, at five, and you, you, wh- where are you thinking of going after that? Just in case any latecomers, any stragglers want to come along. It's uh, a good question. Well, uh, think about it. Called, oh, go on. You got there, you... there is a pub called uh, the the Bakers on East Road. Okay, uh, that that's pretty much where I end up going. But we may we may end up in any direction. I'll I'll post it uh, okay. later on. Okay, let, um, let, let, have a think I do it. actually today. I've actually uh, sort of tuned in properly, and um, I've got two arguments. Okay, well, I'm going to let you have one of them. Okay, one of them. But I don't want it to get heated. I don't want to start. I don't want to have a fight with you. Ian. <laughs> OK, um, there's, two, there's two topics that you can pick from. Uh, either the regime in North Korea or animal cruelty. Animal cruelty. <clears throat> animal cruelty, wow. Go for the big one. Well, in what context is animal cruelty right 
in the sense of someone doing it just for pure pleasure. But what? But what's your argument? Tell me your argument. My argument is that it's never justified because <clears throat> you, the, the animal has no chance of doing anything. The person is deriving pleasure from something that's ultimately meaningless. There's no point to it. It's a complete waste of time. But don't we get... Isn't a lot of things, aren't a lot of things ultimately meaningless? But that doesn't mean that they can't be pleasurable and that we can't, as human beings, with intelligence and, and with emotion and with feeling, extract some form of pleasure from these pointless experiences. But when they cause suffering to something else, does that make it right? Or does that make it... It doesn't necessarily make it anything, really. It doesn't make it right or, uh, or it doesn't make it wrong. We are, of course, the superior um, uh, creatures on this planet. That, that's obvious. Well, we because... call ourselves that. Well, the, we, we call ourselves that because we have the ability to call ourselves that. Cats don't mm. have the ability to call themselves that. Lions don't. G- giraffes don't. So we are technically... The superior beings, in as much as uh, we have language, we can communicate, um, and we have uh, the, the building skills that are far superior of any animal. And if we then use that to brutalise things that are lesser than us, does that make us superior? I don't, I don't know. Well, no, that's not the argument, whether it makes us, makes us superior or not. You're, you're asking, is it ever excusable when it's uh, cruelty towards animals? Uh, and, of course, it is, because it's us manipulating and shaping our environment for our, our own purposes. Why should we care whether a cat gets hurt if we shoot it with a gun? Why should we care about that? Cats don't have souls. Cats can't think. So if they can't think and they don't have souls then we can do what we want well, to them. you've fallen onto two bad points here, but a soul doesn't mean anything, but we don't necessarily have souls. There's no such well, thing as now, a Well, now, Jonathan, we, we, can, we can do this if you want, but <laughs> uh, of, of, of course we have a soul. That goes without saying that, that human beings have a soul. We could be on this all night. You know what, Ian? I'll, I'll let you get on. Can we... I, I don't know who's won that. I, I don't know. Well, I just the thought... fact that you're backing out, Jonathan, means... You know. I'm not backing up. Well, but I'm then you, you are. You're, 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 you're backing away from the argument. OK, how do we definitely have a soul? What is a soul? Good question, Jonathan, and I'm glad you asked that. Uh, the soul is the driving force, the spirit within us that gives us the impetus uh, and the energy and the thought to achieve and to better ourselves. It's a spiritual force that human beings inherently... Right, are good. If we go along with with what our soul dictates, then we are inherently good. Now, that goodness is corrupted in many, many ways, and we're seeing that in the papers today, and we've seen it throughout history. Of course, it is. But the soul is inherently good. Hmm. It's our connection with the higher spirit and with the higher being. See, I would argue that all the impetus to become better is ingrained in our instincts. We. We are successful because we adapt, we change, we think. What's an instinct? Tell, what's instinct? Tell me what instinct is. The, the drive to survive. The very thing that you're saying makes us superior. Um, and the and drive... That is, Go on. Sorry, the soul is just happens to be this, this correlation between instinct, the, the fluids in our body, the yep. hormones, yep. everything comes together to create this, this being that's capable of good, whatever good means, to do... I don't know. You just said we have the drive to survive, okay? And you've, you've yeah. therefore just lost your initial argument. Because the drive to survive is fueled by being bigger, better, faster, stronger, okay? 
And we are bigger, better, faster, stronger than animals. We're certainly more intelligent. We're certainly more powerful than them. They are secondary to us on this planet. So it goes without saying that we should be allowed and we are allowed to do whatever we want to them without any form of comeback, legal, uh, emotional or spiritual. <laughs> but it doesn't because just because they're a lesser being doesn't, and lesser in, in quotation marks doesn't necessarily mean you can uh, object them to cruelty because that, makes, that takes away your superiority. No, it adds, no to, our su- it adds to our superiority. It's, it's proving uh, our superiority in one aspect, in the physical aspect but diminishing it in the sort of what makes us better. I don't, I, I don't see how it's diminishing it. OK. <laughs> Fine, I'll let you have this one, but... It's fun, isn't it? It's fun, isn't it, Jonathan? It's fun. This it's is fun. good it's fun. fun. This is great fun. It's a lot of fun. It's a great topic. Well done. You're, but, too, um... you're, you're too nice to have an argument with. That's, that's your problem. You need to, you know... <laughs> you got, you got, next, next time we do this, and we will do this again, go for the jugular. Get mean with me, Jonathan, because I'll be honest, I was talking about <laughs> my ass then. The last five minutes I was talking about my ass, and you could have you could have pushed me over easily. But you... I know, but I don't want to... <laughs> uh, Jonathan, okay. it was a good lad. We'll speak tomorrow, maybe, OK? Um, well, are you sure you want me to keep calling every I day? I want you to keep calling. I want you... No, I, I, want, I want to plug this as much as we can. I want this to be a success, fella. OK, well, I'll definitely call tomorrow, then. Cheers, well, We're going to ram this down people's throat. Exactly. Bye. Thank you, Jonathan. Ta-ta. I was talking complete rubbish there, but he backed out of it. I won the argument. Uh, Rowan, David and Ross will come to you after the Stereophonics. If you want to take part, it's good fun, this. You'll enjoy it. 0330 123 1215 Absolute Radio. If you want an argument, 0330-123-1215. I sent a text from my friend. What are you arguing for? Because I can. After midnight, we'll play um, a recording of when I went round to a listener's house a couple of weeks ago. And we go to Rowan. Hello, Rowan. How are you? What can I do for you? Well, um, just on, on the first part, uh, I'd like to talk about how you argue. Okay. Um, because I, I don't really think you, you argue as such, because this is your radio show, correct? This is, this is your allotted time. This is you. This is all about you, right? Okay, gets the point. Would you disagree with that? Gets the point. The point is that when you when you talk to the people who come on air, they they come on flustered because they're, they're not in their element. They don't know how to talk. They're not very good at public speaking, and they're aware that they're talking in front of potentially thousands of people. And um, you're exactly you're in your element, and so you use this factor to your advantage by acting incredibly assertive, aggressive, in fact, overly aggressive, in order to make them feel uh, uneasy, nervous, out of their element, even more so, in order to kind of coerce them into saying stupid things such as referencing the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles as actual fact. That's a little bit patronising, isn't it? Well, yes, but then again, you can hardly say that you're particularly nice to the people you've been talking to today. No, I was saying it was patronising towards the people who call in. Possibly, but then again, somebody who references the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles generally, you know. I never claim to be any better. 
and so far you're, you're proving that you're not any better. I just think it's a little bit patronising to say that they, they kind of... You're almost implying that they don't know what the, they're letting themselves in for. When, of course, well, they know exactly... Well, I'll, I'll finish the sentence. When, of course, they, know, they do know exactly what they're letting themselves in for. They're letting themselves in for an argument with one of the greatest arguers in the country. Self-proclaimed. That's a self-proclaimed greatest arguer. It's a... Self, you, you're, you're proclaiming it yourself. It's, it's not awarded to you by any governing body. Well, there is no governing body for arguments. Well, there is debating, which is a pretty close substitute. Yeah, it's not really debating. Is not really because well, you have to follow. An argument is debate generally has rules. Exactly. Go back and forth with arguing, anything goes. Well, no, not, not anything goes at all, Rowan. There, there, are, there are certain techniques and certain skills, but debating is too formal. It's, it's too formal and it's, it's, it's a nonsense. It's, argument, it's, it's, argument, it's an argument for posh people. Uh-huh, in that it's fair. Why should arguments be fair, Rowan? Well, they shouldn't necessarily. However, when it comes to a debate, that when it comes to the person, you get a fair argument, they get a fair argument, fair argument. So the person who actually is right wins, not the person who is best at speaking. Well, which has is, is been me so far in every instance this evening. Uh, and everybody has had a, a fair crack of the whip tonight. They've had, well, they've had their go, I'll give them that. But I would argue that they didn't know what they were letting themselves in for. These people call up and they might not be very good at public speaking. They might not be very good at arguing. They just thought, all right, I listened to this show. I have something I might want to talk about. Why not? They, they, they go on not really knowing what they are and going in for. I think that's a very condescending view of, of the people who've called in so far. I think everybody that's called in, apart from Verinda, because she's stupid, uh, I think everybody uh, that's called in has had an excellent idea of what they're letting themselves in for. Oh, I would know, suggest, I would suggest, Rowan, that you don't know oh, yeah? what you've let yourself in for. What, do you think you know what you've let yourself in for? I'm fairly aware, I would say. What, so you're saying that you are better uh, and superior than everybody else that's called in so far this evening? At this particular thing, yes. Why? Because I'm better at public speaking and better at arguing. What's public, spe- public speaking has nothing to do with it at all. Well, this isn't public, is it not? Well, yeah. People get nervous from being talking in public. This is to the public. The public are listening to us now, yeah, but it's not. Well, it's not to the it's public, not Rowan. To them. Not, we don't see their faces, but they're still listening. But it's not people to the public, Rowan. It's, calm down. You're only a young lad. Don't you? You've got plenty of time. Rowan. No rush. It's not to the public. It's just you and me. You'd but, like to think that. Well, it, you know, I've seen the figures, it pretty much is. But uh, it's just you and me having a discussion. That's all, right. all it is, right? All the, right. The, the, the people that are listening are irrelevant and they're, they're too abstract. When I sit here, I don't think, oh, my God, there's 60,000 people listening and we're going to get another 40,000 downloads on the podcast. I, I couldn't do it like that. I couldn't go and stand in front of 60,000, 100,000 people, people and speak. People go into the situation worrying because they're not used to it. I think what you're doing there, Ryan, and I've, I've, I've got it now, thank you for, for being patient with me, because I have been a bit slow on this, is you are, uh, and you probably don't realise this, you are expressing your own fears uh, and your own insecurities about phoning in the radio show and talking. And I think what talking. you're doing there is trying to project that onto me rather than me actually having that. I'm actually completely comfortable with how I Well, am I'm now. not projecting anything, Ryan. You're the one that's brought up this, this nonsense of a subject. Well, it's only nonsense because you said so it doesn't make it actually so. Well, it, no, it is a nonsense, Rowan. And well, no, you saying you saying because you're saying it's a nonsense doesn't actually make it so. That doesn't make it not so. True, but then again, you can't then claim it to be fact. So well, I can. I've got far more experience. <clears throat> uh, I've got a frog in my throat as well. I have far more experience of um, 
speaking in front of people, speaking in front of tens of people, speaking yeah, in, speaking in uh, let me finish. Uh, then you, yes, definitely. Yeah. Speaking well, in front of... T- let me... Uh, Rowan, I'm going to get... You, you said you, you're good I'm at debating. Sorry, you're sorry. not Finish. very good at debating at all. Finish. Because what you're not doing, and this, this is important... Debate, it's, it's an argument. No, you but you... asserted that. No, but you, well, you're not good at arguing either, because what you're not doing, Rowan, is one of the important things in an argument or a debate, which if you had actually uh, undertaken debating in any uh, proper way, you would know. One of the important things is... Do you know what it is? To listen, which you have also well done. to do at times. Well done. No, I've been listening to everything. And I've been, been listen- overriding what they've been saying. At times I've well. been listening to everybody, and I and can you tell you, overriding and ignoring what they've said at times. As I well. have been listening to everybody, Rowan. And what you're doing now is repeating yourself, trying to reinforce this fact rather than actually. No, what I'm trying to do, Rowan, is I'm evidence. trying to finish a sentence. Finish I- a sentence. Thank you. I have been listening to everybody this evening, and I could tell you exactly what everybody has said. Whereas you. You're not listening because you're not responding to what's being said. While I'm speaking, and you'll do it, you'll, you'll, you'll respond now because this, I've highlighted the point, but you won't do it again in a few minutes. What I'm doing, while I'm speaking now, while I've been speaking, you're constantly thinking of the next thing you're going to say as opposed to uh, continuing the argument from where I've left it, which is what debaters do. Is debaters have their notes and they have their plans and they know what they're going to say and they're sitting and they're looking at their notes and they're thinking and the other person's finished speaking, right, it's my turn and I wasn't listening to what you were saying so I will just carry on speaking. But I have been referencing what you've been saying. I have been talking about what you've been saying. Well done. Well, just, you've just completely admitted that your, your point was wrong. No, I haven't. I was patronising you. Because you haven't been doing that. Well, why don't you be more clear in your patronising instead of just saying well done with a slightly sarcastic tone? See, now, aha, now you're getting angry, Rowan. And now what I've done is I've started to just needle you a little bit. Just Making a little someone bit. angry does not make them lose the debate. No, it doesn't. Well, it, mm, in some ways it, it does. It gives you an edge, but it doesn't make you win. In some ways it does, Rowan, because it shows that you're on the back foot. It shows you're a David Hay and I'm a Klitschko. Not necessarily. Necessarily. Not necessarily. OK, now, you're just, now you've just descended into uh, contradiction. Which you did before. You're not you very good at this. your point again and again. When I, I have to, Ryan. I have to repeat my point with you because you're not taking it in. Well, you, you it takes. I'm finding out it's taking about three or four. Generally, by the, the the fourth one, the fourth repetition, you've got it. But you just did the exact same to me, thing to me. You, you, okay, you again, you, again, you're not your responding. You, again, you're not responding to what I just said. It's because I believe you're wrong. Okay, what did I just say? You're saying how generally it gets through to me after the third or fourth point. Okay, so, but, but whether I'm wrong or not, you should respond to it, shouldn't you? In fact, if I am wrong, you should respond to it even more to strengthen your argument. One would think so. However, I don't necessarily need to focus on your weaknesses to win an argument. Okay, well, let, uh, Rowan, we've not even had an argument yet, so what do you want to argue about? True. Um, I just wanted to talk maybe about um, the negative effects on gaming on youth. The negative effects of? Gaming. Gaming, console okay. gaming, PC gaming on yep. the youth. Okay, go cool. Um, I would argue that it's not necessarily a negative thing. I would argue that gaming itself, uh, like all things, if done in moderation, is fine. You can drink too much water and die from mm. drinking too much water. You can. All things in moderation is fine. Exactly. So therefore, I'm supposing that gaming is not actually heroin. Heroin in moderation is fine. To blame who lets their children game for Heroin in moderation is fine. That's a completely different subject. No, 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 it's not, because you've, you've just said, you've just start, started your argument with a sweeping statement. All things in moderation are fine. Would you like to reconsider that statement before we analyse it? Actually, no, I'd like to defend that, because heroin in moderation is fine. OK. Not because it's illegal, yep. 
but because it won't actually kill you if you have it in moderation. Because okay. moderation for heroin won't kill you. That's, okay. You know, how you're about, moderating how much you have. How about murder in moderation? That's not something you do to yourself. Suicide is something you do to yourself. No, you said all things in moderation were fine, Rowan. So, again, would you like to reconsider that murder statement? Murder is not hurting yourself. Murder is hurting uh, other people. OK, so let's... let's OK, so we've, you've clarified you're in the wrong. Just... No, we have We have, because you've, reiter- you've, you've changed your statement. Are you saying all things in moderation are fine? No. I'm That's what you said, so c- c- just correct your statement. I'll give you a I second meant, now. By that I meant, okay. you allow, allow me to clarify... Please do. If you have too much of something... Of anything, be it harmless, it is not going to be okay. For instance, if you breathe too much, you can become lightheaded. If you drink too much water, you can die. If you game too much, it can be, you know, have adverse effects. Upon okay, so can, can you just clarify? What can you give me the statement again? If you drink too much water, no, you no, can no, die. no, not that. Uh, 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 now you're being slightly... too much of anything will be bad for you. So, uh, that, which is completely different from all things in moderation is fine. It's completely different. It's not even the opposite. It's just a completely different statement, isn't it? By that, I was referring to the fact that if you have too much of something... You need to be clearer, Rowan, as you said to me earlier on. You need to be clearer. I apologise. Apologies accepted. Please clarify yourself. When you have something and you have too much of it, i.e. water, so therefore you can die, it does happen. Okay, yeah. That is bad. However, you have more, more water in an appropriate moderation, you will live. Now, for all the extremes, such as murder, moral... Um, refrain, you know, kind of morality stops us from doing, you know, murder at all. So therefore, the moderation doesn't of murder stop murderers. At all. Doesn't stop murderers. Morality doesn't stop murderers. Morality equals law. You know, we, we have laws Oh, now we've opened a whole can of words. Morality equals law. Not necessarily, but we. Well, have. that's what you, Rowan. This is what you said. Fifty years ago, it was illegal to be a homosexual. Okay, so does that mean it was immoral fifty years ago to be homosexual? No, it just simply meant it was wrong. They were wrong at the time. Okay, again, so if you could just clarify what you said, because you said morality equals law. Again, Ryan, you need to be really specific when you're arguing. You're doing well. You're only young. You're putting a good effort in. I apologize. You just need to be a bit more specific. Statements when I well, then, be, be specific. That's all. Okay, uh, murder is against the law <coughs> because of the moral reasons, because of the fact that you're taking away human life. These are just some of the reasons why it is against the law. Why was homosexuality against the law? Because people, uh, for religious reasons actually quite a bit, believed that it was wrong. Believed that it was actually immoral to be homosexual. So was it immoral, though? If it, if it was illegal, was it immoral? It was and not, is it immoral? It's the popular opinion of the time. OK, so, so morality doesn't equal law at all, then? No, I'm just saying morality comes into this particular part, because people okay. have generally... Okay. I hope you're learning something here, Rowan. You've got to be specific. Correct. Good lad. Well done. Okay, carry on. Can we get back to the topic of gaming, please? Yeah, but very quickly, because I'm eight minutes late for the adverts. Okay. So with gaming, um, I would argue that it's not actually bad for you, because a child who has a moderate amount of gaming will not find this impeding on their eyesight, it will not impede on their school, it will not actually have negative effects on them. They're not, they will not become more violent, they will not become mindless. If you have it in moderation, the right amount per day or even per week, per month, whatever you decide, it will be fine. However, I would argue that it is the parents who allow their children to spend way too much time on their Xbox, on their PC, that are the problem. They are not moderating their kids' time properly. I would say. So I'm, I'm slightly confused. So you're saying that too much gaming is bad for you? Too much, yes. Because so what is, I'm, like, Ryan, just clarify, because we, you've been dragging us all over the place with your sweeping statements. Just clarify your argument in one simple statement. 
too much gaming, to spend too much time gaming, playing games, is bad for you. OK, you've just lost your own argument, Rowan, as far as, as far as I can tell, because you've just contradicted your initial point. Good effort, well done, nice try. Absolute Radio. You're listening to Absolute Radio. They're here. A range of beautifully designed new models. They are... Co.uk. I'm behind on my ads, on my music, everything. Let's have two cracking songs, then we'll do a bit more of this, shall we? Taxman makes everything all right, doesn't it? What a song, man. What a song. They were good, that band. What they called it? The Beatles. The Beatles. Uh, Ian Lee, Absolute Radio. Do tick those Rage Our Diaries now. Willy nilly, if you so wish. Willy, indeed, the nilly. Um, <clears throat> I'm getting a bit of a frog in my throat, but we're having fun this evening. We're having arguments. We're all a bit knocked off today. It's been humid. And news has been crap, hasn't it? Just finding out that there are people who are just such complete and utter scumbags in the world. Jeez! And just when you think, oh, they, well, that's it, it can't get any worse than that, suddenly it does get worse. Oh, suddenly it's the, the parents of the Soham girls. Suddenly it's, it's relatives of victims of 7-7. Of anyway, because we don't really want to go on about that. We are opening up the lines uh, to have arguments tonight. I am the best arguer there is. One of the best. Tommy Boyd, who's coming on tomorrow, could probably have me, although we'll see. Um, you come on. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> you come on. Pick an argument, and I'll take a contrary standpoint, even if I don't believe in it. Uh, and it's, it's like a bit of sports. It's like a kick around for your brain. It's like being in the park and going for a, a, a run around the track for your mind. Uh, we've got plenty of calls. We've got Ross, uh, we've got David, and we've got Kevin. We've also got to play when I went to visit a, a listener. We'll do that in about ten minutes' time. But first off, let's go to Irene. I hope that more people follow it. Hello? Hello, who am I talking to now? Uh, I don't know. Who were you just talking to then? <clears throat> I haven't a clue. Well, you're talking to me, my love, Ian Lee. How can I help you? Well, argument-wise... Yes. Are you Ian? Uh, Argument-wise, yes. Argument-wise, <clears throat> I agree with Ian about I don't think we landed on the moon. Oh, but we did land on the moon. No, we didn't. Why would they fake it? <laughs> we did because they were stroking up the, the Russians. Right. But we've, we've got footage. We've got evidence that they've been on the moon. We have moon no. rock. No. <clears throat> okay, good argument. You got me there. Fair play, she beat me. She beat me there. They've got the feds with wing rock and footage. The footage is all fake. And what evidence, However, what evidence do you have to support that, my dear? Well, I watched a, a very fascinating programme and they showed uh, the different angles yeah. of the... The shadows yeah. and things, and they were just not feasible. It's Well, it is feasible, because the different angles come from lights that they set up on the moon and from the different uh, position no. of the... Yes, and from the different position of uh, the sun. So, therefore, the light would re, re, would reflect and react yeah. differently. No, it was just 
an anti-Soviet thing. Oh, yeah, However, they wanted to... What wanted I was to... really... Okay, well, you want to go for something else, okay. What I was really on about... Yes. ...is about the thing with animals and the ducks in plastic bags. Yeah, let's put ducks in plastic bags. Yep, put them in. And then have the discussion that was being discussed about how animals were inferior and weaker than that. Yeah. And go up in front of a big fucking male. Whoa, 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 sorry, watch your language, language, watch your language. Sorry, I'm sorry, sorry, card. sorry, One more sorry, and you're sorry. off. One more and you're off. <clears throat> go up in front of a big male line and give him that language. And gives him that argument. Well, and you can't he argue with that reaction. Well, the thing is, Irene, he would probably turn and walk away because uh, lions, as far as I'm aware, don't understand a constructive reasoning or b language. Right. Okay. I'm sorry. Is that it? That I'm from Glasgow, <laughs> and that's it's an actual word. That's a word. However, I will, I will <clears throat> put it from the back of my mind. I don't think you can give that sort of argument to a big male lion. You're, you know, I'm going to have to agree you with you. There, you. You couldn't give that you couldn't give the argument a, to a lion. a big lion and, and tell him that you are superior. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, and you know, all. What, what would the lion do, Irene? Imagine, right, you be the lion... And I'll be the man, okay? And I'm stood in front of you uh, in uh, the, the plains of Nairobi. And, and you've given me an, intro, an intellectual discussion. <laughs> yep, and uh, well, I, I don't know if you could handle it. You'll be running as fast as you can. Okay, because I told the lion I'm superior to him. But I will catch you will and you? eat you. You're going to catch me and eat oh, me? Oh, yeah. Which bit of me would oh, you yeah. eat first? Yeah, whatever bit seems handier. I know one bit that comes handiest, but so, so, but would you listen to the argument, Irene, and consider it first of all as as a lion? Right, I will, I will. Okay, and then could you do a roar? Absolute Radio is our name. Absolute Radio. Okay, here's a great recipe for a late night treat: slice two potatoes into. Two-hour-long late-night radio show starting at eleven. Ross, Kevin, Geordie, David, stay there. We've probably got enough calls for a while because after the cure, uh, we're going to play the recording of when I went to a, a listener's house a couple of weeks ago, and it really is—it's um, quite remarkable. Quite remarkable. We may struggle to get to all the calls tonight because we've got a lot of... I mean, Ross has been waiting for an hour, and I'm sorry. We, you'll be the next caller, Ross, I promise. David's been 45 minutes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We will get to you. I'll try and do my best. It's, uh, the phones have been mental the last couple of weeks, and I do appreciate it. Makes my job a whole lot easier. It's fun tonight, isn't it? Good fun. Uh, Tommy Boyd's on the show tomorrow at 10 past 11. Um, and Thursday, we're doing a bootleg special. Uh, I must get in touch with my bootlegger. Um, who's going to come on and talk about recording concerts and stuff. We've tried to get people who are anti-bootleg to come on, official people and stuff, and no-one has. No-one's even replied to my emails. Um, so if you kind of work in the industry and you're anti-bootleg, then do get in touch with me, ian at ianlee.com. Um, it'd be good to get a contrary point of view. Anyway, <clears throat> so 
There's a guy that calls in the show. His name is Jim the Dancer, uh, and he uh, he's been calling Talk Sport for a long time, and he started calling me, and he's bonkers, but we love him. Uh, and basically, uh, he if you've not seen it, go and Google him now. Go on YouTube. He films himself dancing. Yeah, that's it. He's a good mover. Um, <clears throat> anyway, I asked if I could pop along. Uh, and see him in action, and maybe even join in with him. Um, and this is what happened. The audio's not great. It was recorded on my phone. Bear with me. I've done. I've kind of boosted it and done what I could, so it's a bit scratchy, but enjoy. This is me going to visit Jim the Dancer. OK, I'm standing at the Tube bright and early on a Friday morning. I'm off to a top-secret location uh, in South London to meet up with Jim the Dancer. Uh, Jim is a regular caller to the show. He likes to put videos of himself dancing on the internet. I'm going to go and ask him why, and hopefully take part in one of his videos. I'm a little bit scared. I have told my wife if I don't call her by midday, then call the police. Here we go. After six hours of school, I had enough for the day. I hit the radio dial and turned it up all the way. I got a dance. Well, um, the train journey was fine. I'm now in a secret location uh, somewhere in South London. That's all I'm going to say. And I'm heading off to find um, Jim the Dancer's Batcave. Now, I don't think it's his house. I think he borrows it from someone. Uh, When I phoned him up yesterday, I heard a mysterious voice in the background. And he didn't want to communicate the information via email in case someone um, got hold of it. So I've got to respect that. I'm very excited. If I'm honest... I'm a little bit nervous. This, I think, is it. Right. There's Jim the Dancer looking at me, I think. Let's see. Are you Jim? No, I'm not Jim. I'm a friend of his. Oh, hello, mate. I'm Ian. How are you doing? You're right. Yeah, is Jim yeah. around? Yes, oh, Jim's up there. He's up there by the garage. So, come, come through. Is that all right? Thank yeah. you, mate. Yeah, Jim's not in the house. He's up there. Aha, uh-huh. OK. Yeah. I'll let you lead the way. Yeah. Jim, nice to meet you, fella. Very good. How are you doing? You're right. Thanks for coming. Oh no, listen, thank you for inviting me and thank you for letting me come. I know this is a top secret location. It's not exactly top secret in that way, but the point point is we didn't want vandals in that time of thing. So Jim, this is where the magic happens. Yeah, I've done it all here. It's looking good, man. Yeah. How many of these videos have you done? Uh I've done hundred and uh run about hundred and sixty, seventy at the moment. Yeah. And what's your fa- look, you got, you got some photos here. Look, there's yeah, you and Doctor of, Who. Loads of photos. The ma- Listen, man, this mask is terrifying. It is, yeah. The mask, where is it? The zombie mask. Oh, there it is, yeah. Uh, in- uh, uh, I, read it, I read it on an Halloween party, yeah. and I thought to myself, it don't, don't even look like an Halloween mask. And then somebody told me it was an uh, um, Incredible Hulk mask. But the Hulk's green. That's right, yeah. They said it was like a, a natural one or something. I don't understand. A it, natural but- Incredible Hulk where he's grey? That's right, yeah. <laughs> where do you get the? Do you do the backdrops? Where do you get these yeah. from? Uh, it's a sheet of plastic. Yeah. And um, basically painted over it, and uh, done the artistic work on that. Yeah. You're very good, man. It's brilliant. Thanks very much. Really good. It's an old-fashioned modern type look. An old, yeah, the old-fashioned modern. You got yes. Yes. Great. So where do you get the ideas uh, for I, your videos? It just comes into my mind, you know. Yeah. Yes. What? Oh, oh yeah. is that jamming? That's jamming. That's the latest one. Oh man! What, uh, you you smeared yourself with jam? That's correct. Yeah. It's my life. I bring my life into it. Yeah. And uh, all, all the problems, all worries, all life, put into one and just get on the dance floor and yeah. you can express the way your life has been for yourself. Yeah. And uh, I suggest to anybody, 
take every all your problems to the dance floor, keep it to yourself, and work them into the dancing, and you'll feel you'll find yourself. I just wonder, you, Jim does the, records the dancing in your shed. What what did you think when he first asked if he could dance in your shed? Did you think it was a bit weird? No. Oh no, because I knew he went. <coughs> knew, I knew he went to discos. Yeah. But that's the point. Is he he went to discos, but he wasn't getting enough practice. Yeah. And so the arrangement was that he could use my garage to practice, but not to invite people to come and do it. I mean, right. I, don't, I don't care. You left different. Thank you but, very much. But, but I mean. You know, not normally to invite yeah. people. It wasn't an idea of having a, a disco evening. No, yeah, 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 like that would be weird. Yeah, yeah. Do you ever get... I'm guessing... Listen, I'm, I, I do stuff on the internet, and I get a yeah. lot of abuse. Yes. Right. I'm guessing you get a bit of abuse, do you? Or is, right. ev- or is everyone quite nice? They're reasonably good. Yeah. But you do get the occasional one, like, you know, you're a mass murderer or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's not <laughs> nice, is it? Right, I'm going to step out of the way. You start... Yeah. And I'm going to come in in about 20 seconds. Right, I'll turn the cameras on in just a second. Yeah, such a lot of preparation, it's unbelievable. Okay, I'll get the music going now. I'm nervous. I'm not a very good mover, and I know that you are. No, you'll be okay. All right, good lad, thank you. You're very So I'll start it off. Five, Jim. <laughs> Left me hanging. Okay. Oh, I'm knackered. <laughs> I'm absolutely knackered. You've not even broken into a sweat. <laughs> Do you not get exhausted doing that? A little bit, yeah. Especially with that mask on. Puffs me out. The mask must be hard work. It is. I swear to God, literally 30 seconds into that, I was thinking, I can't. Yeah. I can't do this. But no wonder you're so skinny. Look at you, man. It keeps you fit. Yeah, it does, yeah. Keeps you off the streets. <laughs> Yeah. Keeps you fit. <laughs> How do you think I did? Was I was I all right? Was yeah, what, what do you reckon? Absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And then we we didn't choreograph that, did we? I was just no. trying to copy you as best as I could there. That's right. You've uh, done very well. Thank you very much, man. As, as someone who's done 170, and this is my first. I, I appreciate your kindness. Had you worked out what you were going to do before, or were you just making up on the stop, spot freestyle? I worked it up on the spot freestyle. Yeah. <sighs> You're not even puffing. Look at you. <laughs> You're a lean, mean dancing machine, for goodness sakes. I'm absolutely shattered. You're the best customer I've had in this. <laughs> <laughs> Dennis, thank you very much for letting us use your house. Yes, sir. You're very kind and for having a good chat. And yeah. Jim, man, you're a legend. Well, yeah. uh, thank you so much for that, mate. It's, yeah. uh, it was an honour to meet you. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you're you. doing a good job. Jim, Dennis, lovely to meet you. Have a nice day, chaps. Thank you, boys. See you later on. Thank you. The nicest blokes in the world, Dennis and Jim. Yes, they're bonkers, but, you know, what's wrong with being bonkers, I say? Uh, There's going to be more of those. There is a video. It's on YouTube. Someone has already posted it on Facebook. We're going to put it up as a shepherd's pie tomorrow, maybe the day after, so you'll be able to download the video of myself and Jim dancing. But if you go to facebook.com forward slash Ian Lee Show, you can get a sneaky glimpse of the dance we did, and you can look, if you look at it, 30 seconds into me dancing, you see me look at the, um, I look to my right, and it's because I'm looking to see how much more time we've got, because I am knackered, 
Absolutely knackered. We're going to do some more of those because that was good fun. So I'm going to get in touch with some more of the um, slightly eccentric callers uh, and pop round there. Max and the Wookie, are you listening? Ian Lee, Absolute Radio, here till one o'clock, and then it's Mark Crosley will be taking over. Callum, uh, no, Callum will get you in a bit. Ross has been waiting for 83 minutes. It's criminal, Ross. It is absolutely... Oh, I can't make him... There we go. Ross! Evening. Sorry, but... Oh, so, someone's got a cob on, and may I say, rightfully so. Well, it's not been the easiest 90 minutes of my life. It's... Well, hang on, it's been 83 minutes, 28 seconds. Let's not get carried away. Let's not ah, exaggerate well, for dramatic wh- wh- effect. What about the uh, initial phone call? Well, that's your, that's your problem. Oh, that's, that's that's that doesn't count. Process, that it? doesn't count. That doesn't count to me. You have been on my screen for eighty-three minutes, indeed forty-four seconds now. Ah, but I took up your initial invitation of if you'd like to call in for an argument. Oh, well, you've called in for an argument, and it sounds like you're with your cob on. We should have a rather good argument, sir. I would like to, uh, if possible, because I'm not sure if it casts as libelous. I'd like you to defend the news of the world phone hacking scandal. Do you know, when I knew I was going to do this topic, I suspected that someone would call in with this. Well, 85 minutes ago, I was ready. <laughs> now you're a little bit... Uh, yes. No, no, the, the, <laughs> the best thing about this is... Yeah. Um, asking you to defend the other side of the argument, yeah. I can quote you from my side. OK. Um, I would rather not go into the specifics of the revelations that have happened over the last two days. I'm, sure. quite, I'm quite happy to argue the, the pluses of why we should be allowed to hack into people's phones. I don't particularly want to mention Millie Dowler and 7-7 and uh, all those other nasty little things that have happened today, if that's all right. OK. Well, Just because, um, it is being, because it is an open investigation... No, that's true, that's fair. And I... So you I, did start off with your initial statement of anything that's libelous or... Yes. Like, like I covered trouble. my ass. I covered yeah, my ass. No, that's fair. But, of course, we should be allowed to uh, hack people's phones. That goes without saying. And speaking as someone who has had his phone hacked, I appreciate that it was done with the very best of intentions. To what grounds can you say the best of intentions your phone was hacked? Well, supposing I was a terrorist, supposing I was a drug dealer, supposing I was planning to have someone murdered, supposing I was going to be sleeping with a, a, a married woman. These oh, things need... Uh, let's go for that one. Why shouldn't you be allowed to sleep with a married woman? And promote infidelity? Yeah, go for that. Well, we can't do the, the other bit, so let's go for something slightly well, we, can, we can do the other things, we can do the other things, but why would that be promote... But why... Uh, I, I'm a responsible... Um, at the time, when it happened, I was presenting Rise. So I was presenting... Uh, what have you got on in the background? Uh, some music I've been listening to for the last hour and a half. Well, what is it? Um, it's some random dubstick mix and bits and pieces. A random dubstick mix? Yes. Would you mind turning it off? Yeah, give us one second. Jeez. You, you, have, know, an aw- you have an awful taste in music. Um, that's debatable, but not argumental. Well, it's, it, 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 it's, it's a fact. It's neither of those things. It's what I like to call a fact. Listen, if I'd been up to no good um, eight years ago when they hacked my phone, then it is right that I should be outed as a wrongdoer. Because oh, if, people are on te- if people are on television, right, there are role models for kids uh, and for all kinds of people, right? And if it turns out they're doing naughty things, then they should be outed. They should no longer be viewed as role models, 
Yeah, but who says just because you're on television you should be a role model? Well, of course you should. You're being seen by um, literally tens of people when I was presenting Rise. Uh, of course you should be a role, a role model. But you're not on the television to be a role model. You're on the television no. because of your specific skill, which puts you on television. Ashley Cole being a good example. Yeah. He's on television as a footballer. Exactly, but, but once you become on television, once you, you, you start appearing on television, it is uh, uh, incumbent on you to uh, uh, accept the position of role model. Kids, young people specifically, but also vulnerable adults, um, look up to the people they see on television. Now, whether that's right or wrong, Ross, I couldn't possibly tell you, but... Well, I'm going to go with it's wrong, and therefore you should go with it's right. Well, no, 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 no. You've misunderstood slightly. This isn't um, one of those fighting fantasy books where you roll a a 20-sided dice and you go to page... The idea of the conversation is what I... We pick a subject, I go one way, you go the other. Yeah, but that's for the core subject. You can't then flip-flop in... To, to the finer points in okay, the argument. No, 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 that's fair, that's fair. Well, no, it's right, that. yes. No, have no, you ever... Ro- Ross, Ross, have you ever had an argument before? A few. Have you ever won any, any of these arguments? I suspect not. I like the way this is going. Well, I suspect not, Ross, because you don't seem to know the rules of arguments. You don't seem to know the etiquette behind the arguments. And I, may, I, may I speak freely, sir? Please enlighten me. You are being very flimsy in this argument. You are giving me a flimsy, non-committal argument. It's like fighting a jelly. Okay. Would you like to nail this argument down and pick the core subject? Well, or redefine the core subject? Well, no, that's your job, Ross. That's my job, is it? So, can we go back to the, uh, the, the, the merits of phone hacking? Why do you think it's so bad? It's a personal space issue. Everyone should be entitled... Provided you are within the confines of the law, you should be allowed to do as you wish. Terrorists? Terrorists should be allowed to make phone calls and... and, Not uh, within the confines of the law. But it's it's not illegal. It's not illegal for me to phone someone up and say, have you got that explosive that I asked you to order? Okay, no, but the, the end purpose... Right, of course. But we don't know that they're a terrorist. Let's, let's assume we've got two terrorists, one called Steve, one called Dave, right? Steve phones Dave up and says, Dave, have you got that Semtex that I wanted? Right, leaves a message on the phone saying, have you got the Semtex? Give me a call back, right? Now, we don't know that they're terrorists. We have no evidence to think that they're terrorists until they blow that bomb up. OK, well, picking your particular subjects of choice, is Semtex available on the... Legal market. Okay, fertilizer, fertilizer. There we go. So Have you got that? Your, you're backtracking on your own argument. No, no, I'm, I'm making it easier for you to understand, Ross. <laughs> okay. I'm making it easier. We can stick with Semtex if you'd rather. Well, I'd I'm like making you to stick with easier. Semtex. I'd like you to stick okay. with Semtex on the basic premise that uh, you've decided that Semtex is an acceptable legal substance. No, I haven't said that. What the point is, Ross, and uh, this is this particularly hard work because I, I don't know if you're not paying attention because you've been on the line so long or if you're just an idiot, but. The point is, <coughs> we don't know that Steve and Dave are terrorists, but we are hacking their phone, just willy-nilly. Right. So, Steve and Dave are having a conversation, and Steve says to Dave, or Dave says to Steve, have you bought the Semtex? Yep. Now, you're saying that in the interest of national security, that conversation 
has happened, therefore it should be acceptable to phone tap just in case that conversation happened. If yeah. he said, yeah. Steve, how's the wife? Yeah. It's still acceptable to phone tap. Yeah. Because if we stop that bomb going off, I've just remembered what side I'm supposed to be arguing here. I was going the other way for a minute and I was doing your side, but you didn't pick up on it. If we stop that bomb going off because we've hacked their phones, you have to admit that's got to be worth it, hasn't it? So I would suggest that all phone calls are monitored. If it saves one life, Ross, you've got to admit it makes sense. Oh, but if you ruin six by saving one, is it worth it? How are you ruining six lives? Well, if you ruin six lives by uh, phone tapping and then divulging the contents of that conversation, I go back to the infidelity thing. If you divulge to six people that their partner is cheating on them yep. and then ruin six people's lives, well, 12 people's lives, in that sense. Yeah. And then Possibly more. Possibly person. more if there are children involved. There's possibly more if there are children involved and then say one with a bomb. Is it therefore worth it? Well, yeah, of course it is, because you are literally saving a life... Uh, and also, if lives are ruined because someone's having an affair, it's not, it's not the fault of the, the, the phone hacker, it's the fault of the person who's having the affair. Oh, no, but it's the fault of the phone hacker by divulging the information. If they hadn't divulged no, it's not, the information, it's not, not if they in hadn't any been way. hacking, it wouldn't have come across. Not in any way is it the fault of the, 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 the person who listened in on the conversation. It's the fault of, hey, listen, you don't want to get caught out, don't do it. Simple as that. You don't want to get caught, don't do it. You can't. You, I don't know if you've if you've ever cheated, Ross. I don't know what, what what your your personal history is, but you cannot put the blame for your infidelity and the misery that will inevitably bring you on the shoulders of someone else. So everyone's responsibility is their own action, etc., etc. To a certain extent, Ross, I'm kind of getting the feeling you're not particularly bothered by this argument. So I'm, I'm going to move on because we're, we're running out of time. Good effort. Let's uh, go to uh, Barry from Watford. Hello, Ian. Hello, Barry. Can I just ask, are you going to drop the F-bomb 25 times (laughs) in this phone call? Because when I saw you performing at the Phoenix Bar, um, very, very potty-mouthed, and they were an intelligent, intellectual audience. They were fans of the Now Show. They don't want swears. They don't Uh, want swears, Barry. And you gave them a lot of swears. Uh, And I must admit, the first two got big, big laughs. The last 18, mmm. Poppycock. Am I allowed to say that or well, poppy? I'll just say the poppy. Bit. You you can say that, but you know, it, I was very disappointed. I'm glad if, if I'd have paid to come and see you tonight, I would have asked my money back. Well, did you not pay? No, I got it for free. Well, how did that happen? It was my mate Mitch Ben, who I've not seen for about ten years. So of course, he let me I, in. I done a bit. I I you done did a poo some, in there. I done a poo. I done <laughs> some very funny jokes. And I wasn't potty mouth at all. You said the F word 21 times. Let me tell you, that's what passes a comedy with the young people yeah, nowadays. Well, they were the, the, and, and I'm guessing the l- lack of uh, laughter and the intake of breath is what counts as uh, uh, people enjoying e- themselves, is that...? Every, everyone laughed. They thought I was wonderful. They weren't laughing with you, Barry. I was carried shoulder... I had two people... I had Marcus Payne there and another fellow, whose name I forget, who turned up to see uh, me, not you. How long have we got of this argument, oh. uh, phoning? Oh, this is... We've got two minutes now. Well, I don't have much to argue. Is this part of the argument? Well, I don't know. I, I, I kind of actually... I genuinely meant all of the venom I just spouted at you then, so... 
well, that's not very nice. Well, that's the best you oh, deserve. I, I came to through the rain me. to say, yo! Luckily, I saw the Segway sisters who um, were uh, not... Sexy. Yeah, yes, exactly. OK, here we go. Uh, quick, quick argument. Um, this house believes school uniforms rubbish. OK, no, we all need school uniforms, of course, at school because it, it teaches us discipline, respect, and it gives us a uniform and we uh, common bond with our peers. Uh, we This house believes we should get rid of nuclear weapons. Well, we need nuclear weapons as a deterrent because it would, if we don't have nuclear weapons, then we are open to threats and attack from the rest of the world. Are you just, this, you're just good, good, point, good point. Are you just going to do different arguments each time when you realise well, you can't win them? Oh, I'm trying to get a handle on one of them so we can kick off. Oh, know? well, we've, we've only got a minute left now to kick off in. Uh, qu- quick, you give me one. OK. You've got to argue the opposite of what I say, OK? OK, don't. Barry from Watford is the funniest person I've ever seen in my life. It's a lot of lame jokes about being old, his wife Margaret being fat and ugly. Uh, the fact oh, but that... it's so funny the way he repeats his five minutes' worth of material and just makes rude innuendo and <laughs> uh, jokes about masturbation. Because it's funny when old people say that, isn't it? Uh, no, admittedly, he's fairly funny, but perhaps we've heard most of his material up to now. And I, I really love that bit with um, Ronald Duck. That makes me laugh out loud and isn't creepy in the slightest. Uh, even though you've seen it a hundred times. Yes. Come it's on, you've got, so funny, is it? you've got to argue the opposite. Oh, sorry. Uh, I, I would hate to see him get his own show on Absolute Radio. Hello, I'd hate to see him get his own show. Don't cut me off! Give me my own show! Up yours. All this feels strange and untrue. 